0: hey everyone and welcome to a special edition of welcome to the music today we have two-time world series champion can you guess that's right gibby john gibbons former manager of the toronto blue jays has won world series with both the braves and the 1986 mets and he joins us today and welcome to the music. We hope you enjoy. Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find him at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. <laughs> hey, this is Gibby out here. Listen, welcome
1: to the music. man can you hear me I can hear you how are you good man I hey, appreciate you you know that uh, no, I know I could do it last week appreciate you yeah Take me back you know no worries how's your health good you know I can't I was up there I was up in Toronto was like a week 10 days ago And I, my last one of my last days there man I started feeling crappy I flew home on Friday and it turned out I had COVID oh my goodness yeah and uh you know, I'd had the vaccine. I never, I didn't have any of the boosters, in the uh, but, I you know, there a couple times I thought I, I surely I have COVID, but it turned out negative. And my wife and I thought we both got by, skirted it, right? That, now she's she's got it right now. So, oh no! <laughs> yeah, she she's in the tail end. Yeah, so after,
0: I guess it's our turn after all these years. <laughs> exactly, you know.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. It's it is an honor and a privilege to speak with you. So and likewise, yeah. man. Are you in Toronto there or where? Are you I'm at? in yeah yeah. I'm in Toronto. And where where am I calling you? Where are you at? Where's home for you now? San Antonio, Texas. Wonderful. I pretty much grew up here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you're somewhere warm because you got a t-shirt and oh. i've got the hoodie on still so hey it, when i was up there man it was it was it was it was like summertime is it is has it gotten colder again oh my goodness cold oh. i i my sister recently moved from toronto to uh a place in between um la and san diego a little town called temecula oh yeah yeah and I, I told my wife last week. I said I can't stand this. I we need to move. We've lived here all our lives, but we need to move somewhere. <laughs> hey, I can't blame you for that. My goodness, and you guys would have been like when you were managing Toronto. You so I went to Game Two of of uh, of opening weekend. Okay, and the dome was open and it was hot. Yeah, that's when I was up there, you know. But I watched it from the hotel room. But it's like, yeah, that's a that's unusual though yeah it's did never you, that warm no did you have a chance to tour the new some of the new stuff that they've built out
1: yeah you know I, I had to go do like this little commercial thing I didn't I didn't get a walk around see but I could kind of it was up in one of the suites I could kind of see it up it really looks really
0: nice uh they've done a bang up job in the outfield it's real. it's yeah real, as, as a um as a fan as someone going to the game um I never wanted to sit out there before but now, those are like prime seats. Those are like oh, really great seats now. Good, well, good, good, man. It's that's, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: you know, I like that stadium. You know, it needed it definitely needed some upgrade, but I, you know, the, the I love the location of it. It's uh, it's just got a great feel. You know, yeah. What do you think of the team this year? They're good, man. They got they a shot to win it all. Really, they eh? really do. That's the yeah, I think I thought, they yeah. do.
0: Okay, you know,
1: you know they're they're going to get in. You know, they, with the extra wild card stuff now, something something some catastrophe would have to happen for them not to get in. And you know, but they could go on to win it all.
0: Yeah. Do you still follow the game? Do you still follow the team? Do you still follow the the teams that you've worked with in the past? Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, we, I, I do this podcast.
1: That's and right. We, and we, we we focus primarily on the on the Blue Jays. You know, so we kind of keep I kind of keep track. Plus, you know, I spent so many years there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, I'll always be a Blue Jay, you know? Oh, that's amazing to hear. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, man. When I play, yeah. I, 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 I tell you, I miss that place terribly.
0: Toronto or the Dome or?
1: <laughs> no, Tor- Toronto, you know? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I, do, I do have to say, um, my brother and I were going to a concert a, a, a number of summers ago, back when you were managing the team, and we're walking. Uh, to um, Ontario Place. I don't know if you remember that area, um, and you, you, well, you won't remember because you've met millions of people while you were managing Toronto. But we walked by as you were going for a run along the lake. No way! And and it was like I looked at my brother. You're coming. I go. Is, is that Jonathan? Is that is that Gibby? Is that? And and yeah. And it was like. He's he's a runner. <laughs> no, 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 he's not, but he's
1: trying. He's trying. <laughs> no, I, I used to do that. I used to do that sometimes. I'd love going down that lake. They did such a nice job with that place down there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you and you were, you know, I've I've never been one to like swarm anyone, but it was like we were starstruck. That's Gibby, and 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 you. Oh was, gosh! And, and you said hi to us, and it was like, all right, <laughs> that big fat guy jogging. Listen, you looked great. You looked great in a t-shirt and shorts. I, the uniforms you were wearing when you were managing, they didn't, they didn't fit you well. Because <laughs> I was trying to hide some stuff. <laughs> Listen, a couple of years ago, um, I think as you were thinking about uh, writing this book, we had an opportunity. Uh, my regular co-host Greg and I had an opportunity to actually interview uh your good friend John um John DeResi uh about his book that he put out a few years ago um and you he talk was about a screwy life about his life oh my goodness gracious and, yeah. and to see that you guys are doing this podcast together it's like wow that's that's mm. that's that's nuts um but you have listen but I, I need to do this before before we continue. Um your your book, when I when I read it, um it's called Gibby, of course. Uh fantastic book. Um I my brother came over a couple of days ago and I said, Listen, I think I'm gonna interview Gibby soon, but you need to read this book. And I gave him your book. Um and it's amazing. Like hey, it man, is thank f- you. That's good fantastic. to hear, you know. I don't know how it go over. I thought well I'm Hopefully people get a little chuckle out of it, you know? Yeah. Now, did John, did he, like, coerce you into into doing that book? Like, did you think of ever writing a book? No, 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 no. You know what happened
1: when uh, my last day in 2018, you know, I I knew I wasn't coming back. Okay. And uh, so I we we finished at home, and then we were going down to Tampa, and then the season was going to be over, but – there's like three or four of the writers that covered our team, uh, you know, they're, they're good writers, good baseball people. They'd all written books, and they, they 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 all said to me at different times, "You go, hey, if you ever write a book, I want to write it." I'm go. That's you know, the first time the guy told me. I said, "Really? Okay, whatever." The next time somebody said, "I said, some this other this other jerk, he thought to say, he asked me, just asked me that, what are you guys crazy?" So, so it was no, it, it never entered my mind. Even when they mentioned, it, I thought, I have no interest in that, you know? And, and, uh, because I, I didn't think there would be a whole lot to it. I didn't think, you know, how could that be very exciting or whatever? So, and so, so I kind of put that off. And then, uh, a couple years later, John approached me and I knew he had written his book, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and, uh, uh, he kind of he put me into, he, he had, he had a publisher and then he, he brought up Greg and, the uh, and so she, yeah, why not? Have a little fun with it, you know. And, and really what it really would have came because I didn't know Greg. I felt so bad. I, I was I was such good friends with all the, the other the other four that said they wanted to write it. Oh my goodness! Like, I I can't you know I can't I don't I can't I don't know I can't fairly pick one of them. They're all so good. So I went with Greg because who John recommended who wrote his book and has done a, done a lot of good things. He did a nice job with it. Yeah, but no. To answer your question, no, that was never on my mind. I thought you got to be kidding me.
0: My goodness. So the book is called Gibby Tales of a Baseball Lifer. Uh, Greg Oliver helped you out, uh, uh, with, with the book. Um, there's a, there's a lot of great tales, uh, in, in that book. Um, and I want to ask you about some of the characters. Okay. Uh, in that book. And, you know, you know, Toronto fans, um, we, it's weird. We we love like you and Cito um, are like our two favorite uh, managers, I believe, Toronto baseball fans, you know, you, you guys obviously, you know, Cito bought uh, the first championships uh, and there was something about you Um you you you're okay if I call you Gibby? Is that is that all right? Oh yeah, heck yeah. Uh um, hey, you
1: but, know, C- Cito's from San Antonio, my hometown.
0: Okay, okay. You guys hang out, grab beers together, coffee. No, and- no. <laughs> he, I, he, he's living down in Florida now.
1: He's, he's down there. In,
0: okay.
1: Uh, yeah, sunshine state. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, and he's a good friend of yours. you Are writing the book, JP? Um, who you know, who who ran the Blue Jays, and and I believe he hired you. Right. Um tell me about not a lot of Toronto fans know JP I think. Um un- unless they read your book. Um tell me about JP. You know why why is he a good friend of yours why why is he a great guy? Well, you know what when uh I got drafted
1: in 1980 in a, in a 1981, well no, 80 actually 80 that summer. Uh we were pl- we played together, right? You know, yeah. he's he's from he's, he's from Boston. i was from Texas. Actually, my mom and dad are both born and raised in Boston. You know, so so we oh, had wow. that connection. But 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 JP he he rubbed, he rubs some of those Toronto fans uh, raw a little bit because you know because he's brass and he he's yeah. typical Bostonian man. Wears it on his sleeve. Talks yeah. down to you. You know. <laughs> so but so we we were roommates and then and then for a couple of years we we played together. And then he 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 got cut loose and he went to another team. Went to the Yankees, I think it was. Oh wow, yeah. So then, then he went out. Then Billy Bean, you know, the Moneyball famous. Billy was also in our clique. And then, you know, eventually, when we all stopped playing, Billy went out. You know, was running the A's, and JP went out there and worked for him as his right hand man. You know, and and but we we'd always keep in touch. And then one thing led to another. Uh, when I, I was looking for a job, JP ended up getting the Toronto job, right? And he was helping me try to find one, uh, and it, it came out of the blue for him there in Toronto. Um, but one of the best baseball guys you'll ever meet. But he's wow. he's typical. He's a typical Boston guy, right? He's yeah. gonna tell you what he thinks. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna hold back. And you, you, you
0: take it or leave it, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and related to that, you know, because you. J.P. John D'Erizi, you guys like room? Yeah, we're room roommates. together. Yeah, yeah, 1981. Yeah, and, and you talk in your book throughout your book. There's there's these stories of you know making promises with people in the miners um, that you know if one of you gets gets the opportunity, you're going to see if you can bring some of your buddies along that you know you were in the the baseball trenches with, so to speak. Um, and that's, you know, so JP hires you, um, you know, you bring some people on when, when you start in Toronto, tell me about, that's almost like a brotherhood, uh, yeah. in, in baseball when it comes to, you know, not on the player side, but so you know, on the manager side, T- tell me about that, that brotherhood, if you could. Yeah. You know, you know what, it,
1: uh, yeah, you, you, you there's, there's some guys you come across and you, you befriend or in uh you know you, you you know either whether you're playing with them, playing on the same team as him or even coaching with him uh depending on what you know what the, what your job is that, that you, you just really click with you know they they then they become more than just their their friends or their colleagues and you know and it's kind of like it's kind of one of those deals you know hey if i it's kind of far-fetched because it's so hard to get to the big leagues in any capacity, right? Yeah. Especially as a work, you know, you could pick you could pick some guys if you're a coach. So we'd say, I'll tell you if you get there, man, if you get to the big leagues, man, you know, uh, hey, make sure you bring me and vice versa and all that. And a lot of us were just laughing and joking in, in CN because none of us are gonna get there, right? But, you know, so, sometimes it happens, you know, and, and it's kind of it's kind of like anything else. You know, you, your friendships and you got to know somebody, you got to have a sponsor uh, and you, you got to you know, you got to you got to leave a good impression. You know, you got they got to be able to trust you. And, and uh, I, I, I wish there's more guys I could have given an opportunity to when I was managing there. But, you know, we had such good coaching staffs and, and uh, you're limited on what you can what you can have.
0: Yeah. Um, Pete Walker um you've got these parts in your book where at the end of chapters you sort of like highlight people and i right, think pete walker one of those people i believe yes um yeah. t- tell me about about pete walker how you met him um I, I, you coached him i believe and, and i yeah. don't remember him as a blue jay but he's like a, a Pitching guru now for the Jays. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? When I was, I was, before I ever came to the Blue Jays, I was uh, coaching with the Mets and they're my, with league the system. It's in, okay. in, in Triple in A. And okay. so uh, one year I was managing there. Pete Walker was, on, was one okay. of my pitchers. In and, and oh, uh, wow. yeah, that would have been 2001, I think. Yeah. So anyway, excuse me. So anyway, I, then I, JP brings me to Toronto in, in, uh, 2002, right? Was it 2002? Or yeah, it was, yeah, it was 2002. yeah, I was two thousand two, and getting old, man. You know, so so anyway, so Pete, so Pete was on the roster with the Mets. He might have even been in the big leagues, but anyway, they they designated him where me so any any team could grab him if they wanted him, right? Because they were taking Mets were taking him off their roster. Yeah. So I told JP, I said, listen, I think this guy can help us because you know in Toronto our team wasn't very good. We needed we needed pitching, you know, in yeah. the. Uh, and uh, so, so JP grabbed him and he came over there and pitched in Toronto for that year and did a nice job, you know, and then I'm not sure what happened, where he went after that. Uh, now he might've gone to Japan. Okay. And anyway, so then, but then he, uh, so I get ended up getting fired and, and, and moving on. And then he, he becomes a coach in the blue Jay system. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, eventually my second go around, when I when I took the job uh in 2013, he was the bullpen coach. And uh, John Farrell was a manager. So when I became manager, I said this this is my guy, so we made him the pitching coach. Yeah. He's been doing it ever since. He's one of the best in baseball.
0: That's crazy. What what makes what makes these coaches good? Like is is it did they don't all they don't necessarily need to be like a great player, but there's something about I don't know. Is it their communication with the with the pitchers? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Yeah,
1: you know, I think you know what I, I I think it's that you know you got to be re- around to relate to your guys. Yeah, you got to well, you got to be able to get the most out of them. They got to trust you. You know, if they trust you, that you know you have their best interests at heart or whatever. You know what you got them right. Yeah. But then you got to have, of course, you got to have knowledge and you know for for let's a pitching coach is very tough. But you know, so you got to have a great understanding of how the mechanics of it all work. Right. Yeah. And then um uh, but Pete just had this great uh uh connection with all his guys and he's he's very smart and he's he's very good at um making corrections or notice or noticing things that needed you know he needed to change.
0: Okay.
1: And uh and and he's he's, he's a, just a first class dude. They all love him and that's uh he's
0: the, he's the, he's one of the best in the game. He's fantastic. Did you and Schneider ever like was he on the team or a part of the organization when you were here? Yes, yeah. Well, you know, Schneid, he uh when I was managing, he was
1: all he was like he was coaching an A-ball. Okay. Right. And and uh but he lived down there in Florida, where in the Dunedin area where we had spring training. So he was always down there early. So all the players on the team, a lot of them would come down early and he'd always throw batting practice and and then we'd start spring training, and he would, he would help us out by throwing batting practice, ground balls, whatever, whatever you, whatever you needed him to do, right? But we'd always make sure we kept him around as long as possible because he was such a good coach. And then the organization was really high on him, really liked him, because they always sent, like, their top players, to, you know, like Vladdy Jr., Bo. That's right. Those guys – you know, play play for them. And, and so that's what teams will do that in the minor leagues. If they got a real good, they get a manager, or coaching staff that they real they're, they're top guys in the minor leagues. Yeah. They'll make they'll make sure sure they connect them a lot of times with their best playing prospects. And then eventually, you know, they may all climb the ladder at the same time, is kind of what happened. Yeah. And uh, now John's managing and
0: those guys are playing for him. That's fantastic. Uh tell me about Alex, Alex Anthopoulos. Um, he was your boss for a bit here. Uh, he brought you to Atlanta, uh, with him. Um, it was like a, a boy genius start started in Montreal. I don't know in the mail room or something. Yes. S- yeah. Something like that. Tell me about working with Alex. Is his baseball mind as you know it? Well, you know what he, uh, when JP was the man, the general manager,
1: Alex was one of his assistants. That's all yeah. right. But he did. He started out in, um, I think the story goes, uh, it used to be the gentleman that was running the Expos, Omar Minaya, you know, before they, they folded him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alex just wanted to get into baseball. You know, I think his, fa- his father had like, I think it was an electrical business. Okay. And he had three brothers and his dad passed away. And so the brothers were running the business. He didn't want to do that. He just felt he loved baseball, right? And so he he, he just wanted to get his foot in the door. So I guess he went down to spring, uh, spring training. And he said every morning he'd go to the the uh, the, the field and just wait for Omar Manier to show up to see if he could get it, some kind of job. So finally one day he was there and Omar showed up and he said he said he introduced himself said I want to get into baseball blah 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 and he really impressed him and so he said all right well basically I can't pay you anything but I got a job to be the gopher right I guess yeah so he did that and that's how he got his foot in the door. And then he worked his way up. And next thing you know, he's in Toronto. Wow. His uh, assistant general manager for J.P. Richardi. And that's how I got to know him, right? And yeah. then uh, when J.P. eventually got fired, Alex became the general manager. And then eventually he brought me back. My, my second go around.
0: That's crazy. It's that buddy, but network, man. Yeah, yeah. And then you, he brought you to uh, Atlanta, yeah, like, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Are you still with me? Let me see. Maybe your battery's gone oh, yeah. out on your headphones Your your mic is off Can you hear me Your, your mic is off you you uh, muted your mic you muted your mic can you hear me your your mic your mic i think you muted your mic on zoom there you go you're Good. back there you go uh, okay all right, all right. there you go you're back hey dude i'm I so un, un-tech savvy <laughs> that, you, that's a that's a nice mic that's the blue i think right i think so I looks think like so. yeah yeah it's the same one i got um at least you know you know what you're doing with it. I don't know. What I this. Yeah, this this is all 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 magic, Smokes <laughs> smoking smoke <laughs> smoking mirrors, smoking mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was listening to one of your episodes, John. Um, you you're you weren't a big fan of the home run jacket. Oh, were you? <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> I I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. You didn't like it. Um, I know there was a bunch of people on Toronto Sports Radio that didn't like it. Um, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> you
1: know? No, I, well, the game is, put it this way, you know, yeah. I, you know I'm, I, I'm obviously a little old-fashioned. There's no doubt about it, <laughs> you know? But um, it just drove me nuts. Like, the team could be losing by 10 runs, and they hit a home run. Sure. They, yeah. It's like... How about a little respect for the fans, a little integrity here, you know? We're getting we're getting our butts kicked, right? You know? Yeah. But it was also, it was almost like every each team's trying to outdo the other ones, and it's like it's like it's it's almost like, you know, it used to be unwritten rule in baseball. I know the old unwritten rules, you know, you don't show other teams up too bad, you know, or, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a sportsmanship thing, whatever it might be you call it, want to call it. Yeah. And it's like everybody now, everybody's who can outdo who, you know. And because it, it used to be in the game, if you're doing if you're over celebrating, you hit a big home run, kind of like yeah. the, Batista thing, the pitcher would drill you, you know, that's how yeah. you stopped it, you know. But that's kind of changed in, in the um maybe I've loosened up a little bit, not that much. <laughs> actually, actually, it's funny. I, I read today, yeah, I, I guess down in Atlanta, they were wearing like this oversized hat, right?
0: I saw that on one of the one on one of the uh, sports shows, yeah, I saw somebody but, wearing but, a big hat. Yeah, but they, uh, but I get, I guess
1: the uh, the the hat maker for Major League Baseball is a new era or something, right? Complained to the league because something about the ah, oh. uh, it's, it's a hat and that they, they got the rights to it. So they, Atlanta, nice. uh, the Atlantic Braves can't do that anymore because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were
0: infringing on uh, That's the. That's hilarious, the hat maker. yeah. That is hilarious. Oh my goodness! Um, let me see what what other baseball. Oh, I need to ask you this: Did you watch the World Baseball Classic? Yes. What did you think of that? It, it seemed like it caught so many people's attention that otherwise would not have watched a baseball. Yeah, you know
1: it's been it's been really good for the sport. You know, I, I always had kind of mixed emotion because when I was managing, you know, when I came back in 2013, we had like a a bunch of guys went played for, right? And yeah. so you got a bunch of new guys on the team. You're trying to get them, you know, as a manager and a coach, your focus is the major, your major league team, not not your country team, right? Yeah. and uh, But it's also good for the game. So, you know, you know and, and as a manager or coach, you always fear the injury or something. And, and, it, and two, uh, two, two of the best players in the game got injured. Yeah. It's not like they, I mean, you can get injured in the spring training again, but the, it's just not as likely,
0: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like the New York Mets lost their their uh, top relief pitcher. Might cost them a chance to get in the playoffs this year because they, they were celebrating when they won. Yeah. He was from Puerto Rico. You see, he blew out his knee, you know? Crazy. It's, yeah. Yeah, those things don't happen too often, but it's like, you know, yeah. it's, it's almost like the home run jacket, right? Are we are we trying to focus on the winning the game, <laughs> the important things, or – are we are we worried about the uh, the net uh, the, the world attention in the this tournament, or are we worried about the Toronto Blue Jays winning the World Series? You know, that's yeah. kind of what those, so it's a little bit so it's selfish, a little yeah. bit selfish. But yeah. it's been great for the game, and I and I I did watch
0: the game, so I'm I'm definitely intrigued too. Yeah, what do you, have you ever seen? Well, let me ask you this way: um, the best baseball player that you ever saw play while you were managing in baseball?
1: Oh, she was the best player. That's a, that's a hard one. You know, I saw, I saw, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. You know, I've seen Trout. I've seen Delgado, I've seen Delgado. Tell, tell you know, Batista. Want,
0: Let me ask you about a couple of those guys. So because Trout is in the West, we don't, you know, here in Toronto in the east, you know, the highlights packages and stuff. You know, maybe the next day we can see him. Obviously, with YouTube, you can see all of the highlights anytime you want. But uh, tell me about Trout. What makes him so special?
1: You know, uh, it's it's a good. He just does everything so easy. You know, he's just a big, strong kid. That's a great hitter. Got tremendous power. Can run. He can run. He can do a little bit of everything, you know. The sad part is that the team never gets in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So now they arguably have the two best players in baseball, Otani oh. and Trout, and they still might not get in. But, you know, Del, Carlos Delgado is one of the great, great, great players in yeah. top of the Blue Jays. He never got to the playoffs with the Blue Jays, you know. So sometimes it, doesn't matter. it just shows you in a team sport – you got to have some pretty good players around you, too. You can't just – one guy ain't going to win it for you.
0: Yeah. So you, um, Delgado was with the team while you were here on your first go-around. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. He
0: was I, – I don't think – at least, you know, I was maybe too young or too naive to think that, you know, to know greatness. But he, he wasn't far off from, I don't know, 500 home runs. He was close.
1: Oh yeah, he's, a, he's Carlos had a great career. Just a great hitter, just yeah. a great human being, you know. Yeah, he yeah he should, he. I, I hope he gets in. Freddie McGriff got in this year. I hope I hope Carlos gets in.
0: Yeah, know. McGriff was he was a special player. I remember him just before uh, the Jays started like making that turn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, he had the biggest forearms from what I can remember. Fred McGriff, just massive forearms. Big, big old <laughs>
1: guy, big old donkey.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I got a couple of questions from some listeners. Okay. So, uh, Anise from Whitby. I don't know if, if you ever came across Whitby while you were in Toronto. It's uh, east, east of Toronto. Okay, I know the name. Yeah, so here's his question. It is said that rock stars want to be athletes and athletes want to be rock stars. Adam Wainwright sang the national anthem on opening day in St. Louis. What's the most John Gibbons rock and roll moment in the clubhouse or on the road?
1: What's my most rock and roll moment? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm a big fan. I used to, every chance, the, the Budweiser Amphitheater down there in the water, they yeah, all yeah. have these great concerts. Yeah. If we get if we get like a, a day off or or a, a day game and they some a show was playing over there, I always go over there, right? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I, you know Getty Getty I became friends with Getty Lee. You yeah. know, I, I grew up as a huge rush fan, right? All right. They were, big, they were big down here in San Antonio, Texas, you know. Another one, Triumph, another Toronto band, you know, they were they were they were big down here too, man. San Antonio likes just like good rock and roll, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We I had a chance to. Oh, what do he write? Poems? He's he's now he's like a professor. He's he yeah. This we had a book of poetry. He, he What he, a tremendous guy, man! Oh my goodness, Rick and you know, Salted you know his, his his son
1: was a pretty good baseball player. He went over to the U.S. and then went to college to play baseball. Really? So Rick a couple of times brought his son out. He worked with our a couple of our coaches. Ah. for this kid you know and then uh yeah but try yeah trying for Russ were huge but so anyway before my second uh stint uh in two thousand thirteen rush came through town um at the end of two thousand and twelve and uh you know since I was going back to blue jays they, you know somebody got me tickets and went there and got a chance to meet Getty and then uh, went backstage all they want to do was talk about baseball man I thought, <laughs> damn this guy man he, he's a you talk. You talk about in tune with baseball, especially the Blue Jays.
0: Shoot, yeah, yet he's, on the, yet he's on the ball, man. He he. I, and you'll you'll see him. I don't know if he goes anymore, but you'll. Oh yeah, hope he yeah, I don't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah always see. Always see him yeah, there. He's still there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so that's my <laughs> rock and roll moment. Nice, nice hanging hanging out with rock stars, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know,
1: but but who'd have thought, man? When I was a senior in high school, listening to both those bands, and then someday, you know. They, I'm up there not too far from you. <laughs>
0: uh, Joshua from Scarborough uh, asked this question. Um, while you were a Met, um, was there a, a, such a thing as walk-up music? You know, today players come up and their favorite no. song plays?
1: No. That's another thing. I don't know when that started. Did that start... Uh, uh... No, that we, they didn't have any of that. You know, it was kind of, you know, I guess you could say it was, that was back. There was boring baseball. All, <laughs> it was, all, all it was about was winning and losing, man.
0: No, it wasn't this, <laughs> wasn't the circus. <laughs> if, if today you were playing though, let's say you're playing today. Um, what, you know, they're, they're going to ask you, Hey John, when you go up, what song do you want to play? What, what would you say?
1: Well, you know what, uh, Marty Starkman is kind of the, does a lot of the uh, yeah. stuff. With, you know, Marty, anyway. Yeah. She, when uh, my last couple of years there managing, you know, when I go out to make a pitch and change, she, they would play music. She told me, she asked me what I wanted. It's simple, man. Leonard Skinner, man. Leonard
0: That's yeah. my song, man. That's your favorite song. That's right. Yeah. 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 Nice. Does that did, did that like drive? Was there adrenaline rushing when you heard that song as you as you're going to go pull the picture out? Or... No, man. It just kind of made me, it kind of mellowed me out,
1: man. Simple. I'm, I just had to remember how simple I was. Don't be too don't be too sophisticated.
0: Just just fair enough, fair enough. Uh, listen, John. We we um, we talk a lot about music uh, on on Love this, it. on on this podcast. Um, and, and, and my co-host Greg would say, I'd love to talk to Gibby, but you know, how can we talk about music? You know, so we've already talked about Rush. We've talked about walk-up music. Um, but you've got a lot of pictures behind you. Um, and I, th- is that your daughter? Yes. Your, your is. daughter has, has played in, in the, in the Skydome. She's played at, uh, uh, the most famous venue in Toronto, the Horseshoe Tavern, um is she still playing uh in in a band no you know you know it's kind of
1: interesting she, she you know when she was a little girl she'd always pranced around the house actually thinking she was like reba mcintyre singing yeah. kind of dressed up but she never did any fo- formal music she was never in choirs or anything like that or but she you know she always kind of she had a, she had a nice sweet soft little voice right and then she came to me when she was in college and said, Dad, I want to learn how to play the guitar. I said, Well, go buy you a guitar and learn how to play. So yeah. she did, right? And then uh she had a couple friends. One of them had, actually she had a professor, he was the drummer in a band. And, and and a couple of her friends and a couple of classmates, you know, were the other part of the band, right? Yeah. And so so they're uh they needed a backup singer one night. And so they asked her if she wanted to do it, so she went and did it, right? And then like a, a month later, the lead singer the girl she she had she was you know quitting the band so now they need a lead singer so she started she started singing right and she's she and she she's got a great gift i think you know i'm a little biased i'm an old man but i'm of you course. know but she's very very talented and and uh she wrote some really cool songs and, and uh kind of deep though you know i mean in, in the um so anyway so they had the band going and then every year they'd have the the uh, country western weekend in Toronto, yeah. At least back then they have it, and they bring in some bands from across Canada, local bands. And on the, every Sunday, they on that on that Sunday they would they play in between innings, right? So they they were the Blue Jays were nice enough they brought my my oh. daughter's band, band up, and so they got they got to play. But the night before, that's when they were at the Horseshoe Tavern. Okay. Yeah, you know uh, it's, it it. Uh, Really, really, just a, a, a cool experience, and, and uh, but no, but you know, they COVID hit, and so it shut down all the music venues, you know, around here and all that. So she had, she had her teaching degree, and so she she started teaching, and okay. she finds she's finding how how bad the U.S. Uh, education system is now. <laughs> she she was gonna conquer the
0: save the world.
1: She now she's going,
0: she's pulling her hair out. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now is is there a correct me if I'm wrong, is there a triumph connection? Did did she do some stuff with was it yeah,
1: Gil? Gil? Gil, Gil, he's got a recording studio up there in Toronto somewhere. He let her let her band uh they recorded a couple songs at, her, at his place.
0: Yep. That mm-hmm. must have been a thrill.
1: Oh yeah. You know what? I'll tell you, uh so many people have been good to me. They've been good to my family too, you know, wow. and, and, uh, That's so you good know, to hear. And, uh, yeah, you know,
0: I've been, I've been, I've been blessed, man. Tell tell me about this story about Garth Brooks and the Mets. Like, did, no. did he, was he, was he filming a documentary about baseball or did he seriously want to play? What, what's that story? No, you know what? He started,
1: uh, I'm trying to think what he called it. Um, What do you do? He'd go to, he'd go to spring training raise money, I guess, for his foundation. Okay. And it would would highlight, you know, you know, whatever his, his, his foundation was about. And, uh, but he'd always wanted to play baseball, I guess. And, you know, he, he wasn't bad. So I'm sure he played somewhere along the line, but, uh, I know he did it with uh, the Royals one year. I think it was, I think, I think he did it three times with three different teams. But this one year he came down to the, with the Mets down to Port St. Lucie. Uh. Most incredible guy I've ever. It's unbelievable. This guy, right? Oh, Garth. So anyway, so he go out there. He put he put his uniform on. He go through the everything the team is going through. You know, everybody's thrilled because it's Garth. You know, he's he's the top dog then too. You know, yeah. Um, And uh, then after the the team was finished with the workout, they they'd leave and go home. Garth he had this one coach. His name was Tim Foley. Would always stay after with him to work on. You know, they do extra hitting or they'd work on his defensive, you know, ground balls, or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And he'd, he'd stay out there for about an extra hour. And then he'd come in, and you would not have believed the crowds that came down. You know, the Mets always have big spring trainings anyway, but now you, you got Garth there. I mean, the lines are incredible, right? He would sign every autograph. You'd he, have people on the phone go, here, can you say hi to my boyfriend, girlfriend? And he'd take the phone and... I mean it was it was incredible and he did not cut anybody short in in the I've never seen anything like it. And then uh we were standing on the field one day, and I was kind of standing standing within earshot of him. And this was this this was before it, it was his first wife, I think her name was Sandy before he married Trisha Earwood. But he uh the the they had brought this this family down, you know, one of the make-a-wish uh okay. little boy, I think he had cancer, terminal, he was terminal cancer. Hmm. And uh, you know he had he had a wish to go see baseball and he, Garth Brooks right, so they brought him down and he he was with his sister and his mom and dad and they were they were standing there on the field kind of with us and I'm in I'm an earshot of Garth, so Garth takes out his cell phone right and he and I can I remember he said he calls his wife Sandy, you know and he's got like three three girl little girls, they were they were down there as well and he said uh, he said set set uh, for dinner tonight four extra place, plates right. So, so he brought this little boy's uh, oh. whole family home with him that night, and they had they had dinner with him and his family. And, and uh, oh, the most incredible thing, you know. And the, it's funny though. One time we were sitting in the dugout, and this is when Shania Twain, a good Canadian girl, yeah, was uh to, top notch too. You know, I think they were like neck and neck, and like the, for all the award stuff and all. That. And uh, I, I was I was kind of standing down at the end of the dugout with some of the players before the game started, and Garth asked the question. He goes, "Hey guys, hey." Help me out here. What is it about Shania, man, that everybody likes? Everybody's going, what are you? Yeah, Garth, everybody likes you, man, but she's, she looks like she's a heck of a lot better looking than you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was like dead serious. And it was like, because <laughs> Shania was just as big, you know, at that, oh, at yeah. that one point in time, you know.
0: That is so true. Oh, that's a fantastic story. That's a fantastic yeah. story. Uh, this just came into my head. Um, do umpires look to get kicked out of games on purpose? They look you, to kick me, kick me out on purpose? or like No, uh, like, did you? Well, let me ask you this, John. Did you ever go up to an ump and say, listen, just kick me out? I, you need to kick me out. Like, no, I but it, no, you, but I, You talk about it in your book, I think, right?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have plenty of jacksons. You know what, uh... <laughs> I know, you know. I never say, and I never say, "Hey, get me out of here." But I know the magic word, man. You start oh, okay. calling, them, you start, you start calling them names. Now you can argue all you want, right? Yeah. If you start, if you know good, well, you're gone. <laughs> so, so if you wanted to get ejected, just start calling them names, and are guaranteed. Wow. And
0: and so and what like? Are you are you looking to get kicked out because you're just you're not feeling good, or is it like this is going to with the guys? No, you know, no,
1: you you know what? Uh, I never never faked anything, okay. uh, and, and, and I never people people would ask me, "Is this to fire up you guys?" No, because that doesn't work. But there's there's times I'm tired. If we if teams playing bad or we're just not a very good team, I get tired of watching it, man. So I'm ready to get out of there. <laughs> a couple of days, let we get the heck out of here, man.
0: Let me, let, let somebody else manage this crap. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, listen, pro- I, I need to show you this. I need you this game. Oh my goodness. This caught, co- this is like cost me an arm and a leg. That's bring your rain, ain't it? Yeah. That's, that's bring rain. That's, that's the bat flip. Oh! But that's, that's the, I, I can't even see. You it got myself. the lineup card there. That's the lineup card from which game. Hold on a second. For- Let me get my earplugs back in. Yeah, there we go. That's the lineup card. Was that from game five? that that's the game <laughs> no way dude that's that is awesome that's well this now this is a copy this is not well, no i know but still yeah this is not the real thing but like just looking at that scorecard i don't know how good you can see it on there but oh, yeah i can see it. tell like that has got i remember you know people ask where were you when and there's not many things in history that i remember where i was when such and such i i I definitely remember where i was um when 9 11 happened right but i remember where i was exactly where i was exactly where i was standing the bar that i was at that doesn't exist anymore um where i was standing i know who i was with um i know what i was eating i know what i was drinking and oh my john this like tell me as a fan, you've probably heard it so many times from fans over the years. What an inning! What oh. an inning it was! It's a, you know it's a, it,
1: incredible. Uh, you know it, 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 it was just the way that the inning started. You know with the ball hit, hitting uh, oh. Russell Mars throwing it back, and then nobody knew the rules, right? <laughs> I didn't know the rules. I I, thought, <laughs> I and I had been around the game for a while, and I and the umpire umpire threw his hands up dead ball right okay yeah dead ball. so i'm thinking gosh it's, yeah dead ball right so so Odor comes to our ne- our, our enemy number one later in the following year <laughs> he comes in to score they got the lead you know he, but it's like the umpires weren't even sure you know so they got to call new york and what have you so finally they get it right you know and they they do take the lead and you know, but you remember that place was erupting, man. You know, if we don't win that game, man, I, 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 I don't, the, the umpires don't get out alive, man. <laughs> they don't. You know. They so, anyways, don't. but then it was like the baseball gods—they—they—they they, they took over. You know, they said, but "No, the the, the the Blue Jays are going to win this thing because things started happening because uh, the Rangers had a really good defensive team. They had a great oh, infield, third yeah, baseman. Yeah. Oh stars. yeah, they—they—they they, they, they all won gold gloves, right?" Yeah, and uh, and it's like, but things were happening that never happened to those guys, right? But but there was so, you know, f- the feeling you got inside that dome, you know, the, it was like shaking, and you couldn't you couldn't even think straight because it was so loud. So a player down the field, the pressure of that, and he's things are starting to roll the wrong way. You could see how you know that happens, right? And then of course, then you know, twenty two years of frustration built up. Right for, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then but then the perfect guy comes to the plate, it's the big home run, you know. Then flips a the bat. It's like, you know, you know, Joe Carter hit the game winning yeah. walk off game. So this this is just a, is is going down to history. Just as big a home run as is, is that one. Well, that one won it all. You know, just because of everything behind it, right? Yeah the the the, the drought the you know the the guy it couldn't happen to the more perfect guy batista was the guy if somebody else hit that home run it would have been it wouldn't have been the same as if jose hit it you know yeah um it just uh and then then our, our young guns uh sanchez and uh Asuna shut it down and it was like uh yeah it's you know it's it's hard to it's 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 hard to describe really you know how everything happened in the and sometimes, you know what, you just get get out of the way, man. And like I said, the baseball gods, they took over, man.
0: Like if, if people didn't believe in God before that game <laughs> and they were a hey, Toronto Blue Jays fan. <laughs> they are now, man. They are now. They went to church on Sunday. That's right. <laughs> oh, That's my right. God. Tell me my, like Bautista, um, you know, that that era of the Blue Jays just my favorite player um tell, tell me about Bautista uh, as a ball player as someone that you managed as someone in the clubhouse um what what kind of a what kind of a guy was he what kind of a player was he To coach you know he. uh
1: how would I describe Jose you know what he's It's, it's it's funny. He wasn't well liked around baseball because mm-hmm. he he was an emotional guy. Wore it on his sleeve. Yeah. He, he he uh and he and he kind of had a chip on his shoulder because early in his career he felt he got slighted. Never got an opportunity. He didn't, you know. And then he he didn't he didn't make it make his name till he came to Toronto. Yeah. Right when he got a chance when he get like, they threw him out there every day. Go get him, Jose. So he was he was probably. The most focused guy I've ever managed. You know, the guy that he's going to maximize whatever he's got left in his career, right? Yeah. And he, and he would never take a day off, even if he was banged up, because he understood people paid to come watch and play, right? Yeah. And he was also going. He was going. He was going to get every bit of he could have his career, make as much money as he could, and to do that, he had to be out there on the field. And he just had that Jose just had that knack of rising to the occasion, you know. And uh, he, he loved be he loved being the guy, right? And the, you know, they every they all they all don't want to be that guy, right? Yeah. Because a lot of pressure comes. In. He did, but I think what people what people don't realize about Jose Jose does a lot of stuff off the field, you know, mm-hmm. helping helping people and and um, you know raising money for this that, you know, a lot the a lot of the really important stuff. They kind of. You know he he doesn't publicize a lot of that, and he's a uh, he's a very caring guy, um, just just a just a great dude. And I say when I say that he wasn't really necessarily well liked around the league, but you you loved him on your own team. But he was also a handful. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, all right, he, yeah, because he's a high strung dude, and and uh, he he uh, beats to his own drummer. Um, but you know they're gonna put him on the uh, yeah the wall of excellence this summer. It Was a great because uh, he's he's he's, he's
0: Easily one of the best all time Blue Jays. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. I got his bobblehead up, up there uh along with uh with the new guy, Vladdy. Um uh, Hey, that reminds me. Hey, uh yeah. speaking of autograph balls,
1: uh uh Getty Getty gave me a uh baseball sign by all three of the Hall of Fame ball.
0: Wow. That's
1: that's my that's my most prized possession. I can't like so is it in a bank vault? Where do you keep it? Oh yeah, it's in a uh
0: safety deposit box. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. That about is that, huh? that is amazing. That is fantastic. Um he wrote the foreword the intro in your book, Josh Donaldson. Um was was that was that an obvious choice for you? Um Yeah, you know, Josh and I Josh, Josh he's now here's another handful, right? I was thinking, but when I saw him, I go, "Oh, I, th- I thought these guys butted heads all the time."
1: Yeah, but you know, it's like a family, you know. I mean, it, it, <laughs> sure, okay. like, I, heads
0: my, I still butt heads with all my kids, my, <laughs> own, my own
1: family. But Josh and I, we we still stay in touch. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got two two daughters now, and and uh, uh, you know, we just we just hit it off. Um, we're both kind of rough around the edges. I mean, we had a we he was so much more talented, better player than I ever was, but we had a lot. Of, <laughs> it was just a lot of similarities. At least that's the way I viewed it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, over time, you know, we, we uh, uh, you know, we, we learned to trust each other, but, you know, we did, we but we butted heads quite a bit, but, um, so I think he, he's a natural if, if, uh, if he wanted to do it. He was glad to do it. And,
0: and uh, Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like the perfect addition, perfect, uh, you yes, not not necessarily Robin to Jose Bautista, Batman, but like those two uh, on the same team, one right after the other, a lot of the times. Um, oh yeah, just a fantastic pair. Dangerous, yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's, I think he's in, he's injured now, right? But he's with the Yankees. Yeah, you
1: know he's, he's well. Age is catching up with him a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's, he's got a bad hamstring right now. Yeah, age age catches up with. Uh, oh with, yeah. with everybody. It's a young man's game. Yeah, yeah. How are you enjoying the podcast game, John? Yeah, I re- I really enjoy. It. You know, we do it once a week,
1: and uh, you know, we we mainly focus on the Blue Jays, so we yeah. get uh, uh, get a lot of those guys on there. It's been fun. You know, I, I it's a it's a kind of a feel good show where I you know I get to reminisce with some of the guys that I know, and I know some of them, not all of them, and, and yeah. we just kind of t- tell baseball stories and kind of. It's you know it's for the it's for the Blue Jays fans you know to maybe get to know these guys a little bit a little more in depth or something.
0: Yeah, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. You recently had Kier Meyer on.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's already he already owns that place, man. The one of the most infectious guys you'll ever be around. You know, just a upbeat and, and just a great player. You yeah. know, and Blue Jays
0: fans are so used to watching him when he's oh, down there
1: in ta- Tampa.
0: Yeah, rob, rob stealing hits from us. Absolutely. And is, is he, tell me the truth now, uh, Gibby Is he the first Blue Jay that that finally knows how to bunt? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question That's a, That might be a good question there, he, there was one game I saw him play And he just laid down like the perfect bunt Oh yeah And it was like, what? I haven't seen that in years By the Blue oh, Jays Oh yeah. And, yeah, I know
1: it And he's probably the only one you're going to see do it too. <laughs> But yeah, well, you know, there's, there's a few other guys that could do it. A few other guys that could do it as well as him, though. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: Would you ever ask like Donaldson or or uh, or Bautista? like did, did that ever come no. up?
1: To- <laughs> no, I tell
0: you one time though, Donaldson.
1: There was a runner on. Uh, yeah, I think there was a runner on second scoring position. Yeah, Donaldson tried to lay down a bunt. Thank God he fouled it off. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he did at that at he came in the dugout. was like you know, people,
0: well,
1: What are you doing, dude? I That might have been his year. He won the MVP because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to advance a runner. I'm thinking you got to be kidding me, dude. How many home runs you got? Uh, stone? <laughs> hit a frick Hit a frickin' home run, man! Don't be button. I, 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 I really thought I, think, I was going to say, you know, I, you know, you just don't think you can hit this pitcher, so you're going to you're going to blade down a bunch, so you, that it doesn't give you a bad sacrifice. I, I get it. <laughs>
0: oh gosh oh my goodness you missed the game at all
1: john yeah i really do you know what uh, well you know what i miss i miss the competition i miss the boys in the clubhouse the guy yeah. who we're talking about here uh i miss people up in canada man you know toronto was there so much and, and i really do when i was back there a couple of weeks ago it was like wow you know i missed it because it had it, been a while you know and it brought back a lot of good memories
0: yeah yeah um any any chance you're getting back in the game? Have you called it a day? Is 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 there like new chapters for you in your life? You know, I'd love I'd love to manage one more time. Okay. You know, that there might be a small crack in that window
1: open. Not much, but the, you know, uh the game has it hasn't passed me by, but it's uh uh you know they, they go for the younger, I mean the game's run differently now. The front offices are or, or heavily hand, heavy-handed dictating a lot of the things that happen where they can, you know, to whatever to a certain extent. Um, and to get one of those jobs, you almost have to be on board. Yeah. Say, you know what, I'm willing. Hey, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. You know, and and uh, uh, so you know, and and I I've, I've been known to speak my mind, maybe a little <laughs> too often, but but I put put it this way: if it never happens again. You know, I've been so fortunate anyway. I've got no complaint. I've got. I've been given more opportunities than most. Yeah, even more deserving people. You yeah. know, I've been getting. I've gotten that opportunity, and so I've got zero
0: complaints. That's awesome. Outside of the podcast that you do once a week, um, what, what what keeps you busy these days? Well, you know, my wife's a big
1: photographer. She loves photographing uh, uh, wildlife. Right. Yeah. So last year, for I don't know, have you ever been out to Yellowstone? No, I've never been. Yeah, we had neither, but we went out there last May, and then we we looked we fell in love with it. So we we went five times last year, right? So we're, as wow. a matter of fact, we're going back out there in a couple of weeks. But um, so, so what I do is, is she's really good. She's really talented. I I just drive her around, drop her off. She take she shoots pictures of bears, buffalo, whatever. And that's kind of, and, I, and I, that's I get a ton of enjoyment out of there watching her do that. And I just kind of. I'm kind of the gopher, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then we well, then we bought a new uh, lab Labrador puppy. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like he's he's testing this man. It's like it's t- harder than raising kids for crying out loud.
0: <laughs> That's so true, Gibby. Thank you so much for spending oh, thank time you.
1: with you. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we ended up getting, getting having the time to do this, man. You're a real pro, and I enjoyed that.